This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Time for us to check in with Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun on this Friday morning. With We were talking about dates in history. This one's a little bit different than the one you're talking about, Vaughn. Yeah, a year ago today, uh, Joy McPhail, the NDP-appointed chair of BC Ferries and former NDP cabinet minister. She was installed in uh, late June. She had a first meeting with the new with the CEO of BC Ferries, Mark Collins. He was at the halfway point in a six-year contract. And in her very first meeting with Collins, she fired him, uh, clearly on instructions from the premier's office. McPhail was sent in to do that. So Collins was fired a year ago. John Horgan, then still the premier, uh, told reporters, hey, if uh, you ask people waiting in lineups for the BC ferries, uh, they'd say, what took you so long to fire the CEO? The cost was over a million bucks, and here we are a year later, Simi, and I guess we'd have to ask people in the ferry lineups, hey, they've really turned it around, haven't they, under, uh, you know, you spent a <laughs> million and a half dollars to get rid of the CEO, and there's no more problems on BC ferries, are there? So I love your sarcasm. You know I do. <laughs> <laughs> but this is really not a good time for BC Ferries. Oh, man. You know, I talked to somebody yesterday who's trying to get over to Vancouver Island uh, from the mainland for family and travel reasons. And uh, she'd gone on a BC Ferries booking website. There are no reservations at all not available yet. on BC Ferries. Like to, till July, the end of the month, right? And uh, over here on the island, I mean, people are, you know, you could, you could be like me and say that no good ever came of going over to the mainland, so what the hell's the problem? But hey, There's hey, all kinds hey. of people. I know, I know. <laughs> there's all kinds of people that have to travel for family reasons, personal reasons, business reasons. Uh, the commerce on the island is tied to it. So we're looking around for excuses. Premier David Eby got asked about it at a media availability yesterday. And he said, well, you know, first of all, it's unacceptable. Well, they seem to be doing a pretty good job of accepting it, actually, in the government. But anyway, it's unacceptable. And Eby says he's talked to, he's given a real talking to, I gather, to Joy McPhail, or at least he tried to give that impression. Anyways, he's talked to the chair, the government-appointed chair of BC Ferries, that, you know, you got to do something about this. It's got to stop. So the immediate excuse, and I'm beginning to think at BC Ferries Simi they have an entire department in charge of manufacturing excuses for service interruptions, but the latest excuse is the Coastal Celebration, uh, a vessel about which there is little to celebrate, has been taken out of service. Now the listener may recall that that was the vessel that was taken out of service that was the basis for all the excuses for service disruptions on the Canada Day long weekend. So it's out of service again. Um, we've heard different stories about it, but the main thing is the fix uh, didn't work. 
there's still problems. There's an oil leak, according to BC Ferries. So they've had to take the ship out of service again. It's got to go into dry dock and they got to figure out why it's still leaking, uh, why it still isn't working very well. And with, it's one of the main vessels on the Swartz Bay, the Tawasson Run. So eight, uh, four round trips a day, eight crossings, so 300 and some vehicles per crossing, uh, 1,500 passengers or so per crossing. Is it any wonder there's no space on BC ferries? What they've been doing, Simi, is they've been bumping people who had reservations on that ship to other ships and other runs, and that's why no space for reservations. Okay, and, and this is unacceptable. Like I know politicians say it's unacceptable, but what are they going to do about this? Well, for one thing, they, they don't have any replacement vessels. So in the long run, I mean, there used to be a lot of grumbling that BC Ferries, you know, was spending an awful lot of money renewing the fleet. The, the ferry service didn't build a lot of new vessels for a while. All the ships were roughly the same age and they were getting old. And then uh, they started building the Spirit ships, which are everybody, everyone traveling on the island in the know tries to get on a Spirit ship because they're pretty reliable and they're bigger and they got more space. Um, and then, of course, uh, we had our wonderful adventure with fast ferries, about which the less said the better. And now they're just trying to keep up with the growing demand for travel and the difficulty attracting staff. You know, it's a big change in my lifetime, Simi. When I went to high school, which was, you know, a century ago or whatever it was, uh, in Nanaimo, everybody, like, to get a job on the ferries was considered oh, just yeah. a great job. I, I worked one summer on the ferries. You know, the pay was really good. The benefits were really good. If you went out and got a St. John's ambulance training so you could, you know, handle a rescue on the ferries, it was like a job for life and a really good one. And it seems now that the ferries aren't seen that way. And the government, through BC Ferries, has in fact entered into, they've reopened the contract, or they're going to with the BC Ferry workers, to try to improve the pay to attract more people. But I think they probably need to talk up the idea that, you know, the ferries are a good job, they're here to stay, the benefits are good. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, the government pays its bills, and so does BC Ferries. So I think there needs to be a change of thinking around it, too, about uh, the ferries as a, as a choice of careers. Exactly. All right, Vaughn, you're going to talk more about some BC politics. We don't usually have legislature news at this time of year, but there is some work being done. So, Vaughn, what's going on with that? Yeah, so when you walk by the legislature chamber in the legislature buildings these days, all the desks are out in the hallway, the floor is bare, and there are structural engineers climbing all over the place with measuring tapes and stuff. And what they're trying to determine is the carrying capacity of the chamber, which is 130 years old. And the reason they're having to do that is because the next election, the one set for October the 19th, 2024, so coming up soon, that election will add six more seats to the chamber. And the chamber, of course, was built, as I say, in the 19th century, uh, for designed for nothing like almost 100 seats. So you have to be sure that the floor can carry six more MLAs. They've already added a whole bunch of seats over the years. 
And this is an engineering problem. It's also a problem for the seating plan. Anybody who's ever looked into the place, and I sit there and look at it every day that it's in session, I'm looking at the way it's crammed in already. Where are they going to put six more seats? Well, yesterday afternoon, the Legislature Assembly Management Committee, which is the one with all party representatives on it, tackled the question, what are we going to do about the seating plan? And they made a decision. Oh, okay. So are they going to go with the um, just the seats the way they do in the House of Commons over in the UK? I know well, Mike Farnworth loves that idea. Yeah, I know. Farnworth just thinks it's fabulous. He wants to put in benches like they yeah. have in the UK. And there's been jokes about putting in bleachers and giving all the MLAs little flags to wave like in a sports <laughs> stadium uh, or sit in each other's laps. There, there was a proposal from the uh, committee uh, in front of the committee yesterday, and the proposal did show how you could replace most of the desks that MLAs have with benches. Uh, or you could go with a mix of desks and benches. But the uh, people who looked into it said, you know, we don't have an awful lot of time to do this. The benches would have to be custom built. You'd have to tear everything out. You'd have to do an awful lot of work. And they said, we don't think there's enough time now. So they came back with a proposal to cram six more desks into the place. They're going to push the rows closer together. The old parliamentary thing that used to have uh, the desks were the rows were supposed to be a sword length apart, so that you know way back when uh, the the MLAs didn't get to fighting in the place in the British House. Uh, <laughs> right. No benches, no bleachers. We're going to go to more desks. I was looking at the plan this morning. It's going to be tough to fix six more desks in there, but they think they can do it. Cram them into the corners. There'll be even less space between the rows and the desks will be closer together, so MLAs will be able to look each other in the eye, opposition and government. Um, uh, there's a price tag for this, Simi. Oh, of course there is. <laughs> there always so, is, yes. $300,000, right? For desks? $300,000 to add six desks to the place. Now, the desks have to be custom built, they say, and they said, listen, uh, it, it's not it's not $50,000 a desk, listener. It's only $20,000 only per custom built desk. They're not going to go down to Ikea and pick them up, right? Uh, $20,000 for custom built desks a piece, and the rest of the money goes to uh, changing the chamber and configuration and building platforms and all that. So that's where we're headed for it. Uh, and I guess, you know, think of it from an MLA's point of view. I mean, one of the big things you do in the chamber, government and opposition, is pound your desks. Oh, come how on. how the devil are you going to pound your desk without a $20,000 desk to pound? You know what? So, they seem to do a great job over in the UK of having a very vibrant and lively House of Commons with debate. Uh, and yep. they don't have desks. It can be done. Yep. Yeah, no, and it's true. And they don't even have desks, as you know, Simi, for like for cabinet ministers. What yeah. they have is you stand at the dispatch box and you speak and address the house and then you go and sit down. And it's also been pointed out that really the only time all the MLAs are in there is during question period. The rest of the time during debate, both caucuses have a little roster and you're on house duty, which means you're in there signing letters and pounding desks and listening to the debate and the rest of you are working in your offices or wherever. So 
it's a lot just to make the place functional for question period, but I guess we're just going to have to wait and see what it looks like. Um, they haven't, uh, you know, we, we were joking that maybe they'd put some of them up in the gallery and move the press gallery off of the, <laughs> its seating place, but that's not happening. They won't be in the speaker's lap. They're just going to make it go one more time. Yeah, exactly. And they're going to leave the idea of benches until the next expansion of the chamber. Which, the way things are growing, it's not going to be much longer before they have to do this again. No, they have to do it every sort of two elections, it happens. And the problem is, you could, you know, if you froze the size of the House, then you have to start expanding the size of the ridings in the north and the interior because you have to keep making room for the fast-growing metropolitan areas. Nobody wants to do that because, well, first of all, it's not really fair to the regions outside Metro Vancouver where the ridings are already the size of European countries. So that's why we keep adding seats and then keep adding desks. But the chamber has reached its capacity. I thought that last time. They better get thinking seriously about yeah. those benches because I don't think they can take any more desks in there. I know. They're just kicking the can down the road. Vaughn, thank you. Bye-bye, Simi.